Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear family and friends of Robert, in your time of grieving, we who are here present today are here to support you and to offer all of you our deepest sympathy. May our loving God, who knows all of your needs, uplift you in this time of sorrow and bring you His comfort and also give you an extra measure of strength and faith to lift one another up. Whenever people gather for a Christian funeral, there are two primary reasons for this worship service. First, we come to demonstrate our respect for the departed one, our departed brother or sister in Christ. And second, we take the opportunity to contemplate our, our meaning of our own relationships, both with God and with one another. First, here in our temporal lives and also what will be in eternity. For this consideration, our text from the Epistle lesson from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians is very appropriate. It describes both our individuality and our life within the grace of God. There is nothing more meaningful or beneficial or beautiful in our human existence or in our contemplations than the grace of God. God's grace not only shows us His greatness, but it also shows us His goodness. Though our life on earth is dangerous and uncertain and very precarious at times, we see God's grace in every breath that we take. We see it in the knowledge that our life is in His very hands every moment. And although the prospect of it can sometimes be a little bit frightening, we also see His grace in the knowledge that we are accountable to Him for every moment as well. What that means is that He never forgets us. God's grace is His love and His care, and it is always undeserved. As Robert's family and his friends, we have all experienced the grace of God in many ways, including in our relationships with one another. God's grace is most strongly and most clearly shown, though, in how He has restored our relationship with Himself, a relationship that has been broken by our human sin. We know God's grace clearly in that Bible statement that is so often repeated among Christians, one that I'm sure many of you know by heart. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whether we celebrate a marriage or a birth, whether we experience worldly success or failure, whether we enjoy good health or we struggle with illness, and whether we gather together to share a holiday feast or to mourn the passing of a loved one, the fullest and ultimate meaning of our lives is always found in the grace of God. The Apostle Paul, who wrote the words of our epistle lesson to the Christian church at Corinth, bears testimony to the significance of God's grace. God, or Paul rather, had experienced God's grace very powerfully in his coming to faith. Remember how Jesus touched Paul's life so dramatically as he was on the road to Damascus, an enemy and a persecutor of the church seeking to arrest believers and to return them bound to Jerusalem for punishment. 
But in that experience and in Paul's baptism and his instruction that followed, his life was now turned in a completely new direction. Instead of eagerly and persistently hunting Christians to persecute, Paul traveled endlessly and energetically to all parts of the known world to bring people the message of salvation. Paul always attributed the changes in his life and the purpose of his witness to God's grace in Christ. As he wrote, by the grace of God, I am what I am. In the same way, for us and for all Christians, we ought to recognize that our baptism, our hearing of the Gospel, our strength for each day, our blessings of health and possessions and family, and especially our hope for eternal heavenly glory, all originate in the grace of God. As we come together today to remember Robert, the gift that he was to all of us, and all of the gifts of God that were present in his life, we ought to remember and we ought to testify that the grace of God was the greatest thing in his life as well. And that would be saying something indeed for Robert had many wonderful blessings in this life. The many years that God gave him. A profession at which he excelled and that which provided for his family and which brought him the admiration of others. Many hours of enjoyment in the outdoors. And of course, his many years of marriage to his beloved Mildred and a family of fine daughters and their husbands and the children and grandchildren that came along from all of that. He loved you all very dearly. But all of these things too, they stem from the grace of God which St. Paul calls His gift to us. What is true of St. Paul is true of Robert as well. By the grace of God, he was what he was and he is what he is. Robert fully recognized that the working of God's grace came into his life. For he was a faithful worshiper here at St. Paul for many, many years. And when that was no longer possible, he often welcomed visits from his pastors, and I was privileged to share many of those visits with him. Robert's recognitions of God's grace in his life also showed in his generosity towards St. Paul, both in his giving and in his work on behalf of the congregation. For all who believe, and especially for Robert, we recognize that all of our own weaknesses, all of our sins, are overcome by God's grace in Christ. And that grace did not come to Robert in vain either. As St. Paul wrote, it was not without effect. Now unfortunately and sadly, many who are dependent upon the grace of God, and that includes everyone, even for their very life, they do not give Him thanks and glory for it. However, at the end of this earthly life that we celebrate today, we can be comforted in that in Robert's situation, this was not the case. In his life, God's grace was received. God's grace was sought. God's grace was trusted. We can be glad that this grace now provides Robert with the promise of eternal life in the presence of God Himself. The comfort and the hope that are given by the grace of God is never more clearly evident than when a Christian's life on earth comes to an end. And the entire chapter of 1 Corinthians 15 is Paul's account of the hope and the assurance that we have in Christ 
because of God's grace to us. Paul rests all evidence of our eternal hope on the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Jesus' death on the cross and His subsequently being raised from the dead assure us that our sins are fully atoned for and that our victory over death has been won. We know that no one can stand blameless before God by his or her own merits. Neither do we claim that for Robert or for anyone who has departed. But we do firmly believe, as God's Word clearly tells us, the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. It is this confidence in the grace of God that brings peace and comfort to us now as we remember Robert for his earthly life and we rejoice in the eternal life that he has now with God in heaven. In the days and the years ahead, that confidence will help you even more than the good memories that you hold of Robert. Share those memories with one another certainly and remember the happy and the joyous times but know that it is the grace of God that will truly sustain you, just as it has sustained Robert throughout his life and has now brought him eternal peace and eternal glory. At the end of 1 Corinthians 15, the Apostle Paul writes words that give a fitting exhortation and encouragement to all of us as we go forward in God's grace. He writes, Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So then, stand firm in the assurance and the trust that Robert now experiences the fullness, the wholeness, and the unrestrained glory of God's grace. Continue steadfast in the faith that will sustain you as it sustained him knowing that as you continue in the work of the Lord, your lives will carry the same hope the same trust, and the same final reward. In the grace of God in Jesus Christ, go forth in peace. Amen.